I'm Kenneth Thomas, and you're listening to Coffee 101, your one-stop shop for everything coffee. And today is no different. Today we are talking about, we have narrowed down to my top five, my top five things that make a great cup of coffee. Last week we talked about my numbers 10 through 6. And today, we're going to go through the things that I think are the five most important things as far as delineating a good cup from a great cup or a poor cup from a good cup. And so some of these are actually going to surprise you, but they are in order of what I think makes the most significant impact immediately and irreversibly on how the actual cup of coffee tastes. So let's get right to it. My number five is whole bean versus ground. Now, a lot of you out there, 101ers, I'm not knocking you if you are using ground coffee. Totally fine. I'd rather you be drinking coffee than not. But if over time you ever get the chance, because I know you've got a birthday coming up, you can ask somebody for a grinder and maybe even a burr grinder at that. But any kind of grinder, you know, will at least be better than having pre-ground. Then I'd, I'd say go for it uh, because almost immediately you're going to be able to tell a difference in the taste of the coffee itself because what coffee does not like is oxygen. So oxygen is going to degrade and stale the coffee. And so when you think about it, let's get a little geeky here. Think about the surface area of a whole bean versus all of the surface area of a ground coffee bean. And think about oxygen in the air trying to stale that coffee. It makes sense that it is going to take a lot longer to stale the whole bean because the surface area that interacts with oxygen is way less. And so that's the trick because once it once you grind it, it very quickly becomes stale. Not So not as quickly as like if you grind whole bean and then make it, but if it's been sitting on the shelf for a few days... You know, then it's it's going to have a different taste than if it was the same bean that was whole bean, and then you ground it. So that's my number five is whole bean versus ground. My number four is the roasting process. The roasting process is super important, and we're progressively getting through what's more and more and more important for that great cup of coffee, and. I would say if you have a roaster that you like, great. Um, if you don't, um, there we'll we'll make sure there's a couple of episodes that we did on roasting. Um, we'll leave those in the show notes, um, and you can check those out. There are several good roasters out there. If you live in a certain area, um, and uh, for whatever crazy reason you're not interested in just purchasing some humble coffee then DM Humble Coffee on Instagram and uh, say, hey, this is in the U.S. where we live. Um, 
you know, who do you recommend close as far as a roaster? And, you know, we'll be happy to put our two cents in as far as um, who we think would do a good job roasting. Because the actual process of roasting, there is a science and there's a little bit of an art to it, but it can make or break the actual taste of the coffee. And that's with everything else being equal. Like, let's say you have, you know, roaster number one and roaster number two, um, and they go to the same roast level, but they roast it different ways. Um, I've been in competitions where you can immediately tell the difference, and the people had the exact same bean, and they roasted to the exact same level. They just, it's like driving a car to a destination. They just took two different uh, routes to get there. And, and one route of roasting might have been better for that particular bean. Um, so sometimes it does take a veteran uh, roaster uh, to to be able to know how you can make a bean shine from what it gives you from what we call origin. And then roasting in general, you, you can taste a big difference in light roasts compared to medium roasts compared to dark roasts. The darker you have a roast, the more all origins are going to taste like roast. Like they're going to all merge towards the same um, fragrances and aromas and flavor in the cup itself. Whereas with a lighter roast, you are going to get some delineation in different origins uh, depending on the bean. So roasting is super important. Number three. So we're getting down there. These are our top three. So number three is processing method. Now, this one doesn't get as much attention for just the everyday coffee drinker, but for people who are in specialty coffee, we pay a lot of attention to the processing method because it makes a huge difference in the taste of the cup. And We've got a couple of episodes that were in season one, and again, we'll put the links below um, where I spoke with Elika Lifty of Onyx Coffee Lab, and he and I just kind of geeked out on the two main processing methods, which are washed and um, dry processing, and we also talked about all of the different ones that are coming up, like carbonic maceration, anaerobic, even since he and I had that conversation We've started to see um, during the processing method, um, processors put fruits in, you know, with that. And that's a whole nother ball game as far as processing. And um, as a tangent to me, uh, I don't know what I think about that. Um, I, I think I'm kind of against that, but that's um, that's a topic for another day. But the processing method makes a big difference. I'll tell you just blanket statement. Wash processed coffees are going to taste what we call cleaner, crisper. They're going to be what you expect, and they're going to be the majority of coffees that you drink. Something that is dry processed or natural processed is the other way that people say it, is going to, especially if it's a lighter roast, is going to be a little sweeter. Uh, it's going to have a little more fruity uh, fragrance on the dry grounds. And um, I personally, for a black cup of coffee, I like a light roast that's a natural process. Um, that's that's just me. 
but um, everybody's different, but it you can immediately tell a difference in, we'll say, the same coffee again, everything else being equal, but the processing method was changed. So that's my number three. Processing method makes a huge, huge difference in the cup of coffee itself. Keep listening. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101. Okay, so you're looking for that best cup, and you're thinking, I don't know anything about the actual roasting process and if they're selecting out good beans and if my roaster knows what they're doing as far as roasting the actual beans and the nuances. And, you know, what I would say is, of course, try Humble Coffee. Uh, we're usually a top 15 as far as nationally ranked in uh, U.S. roaster competitions. Uh, but I would say go to U.S. Coffee Champs and look at, you know, if you can find either on social media um, or on the website itself, uh, other roasters that are also in that top tier they're all friends of mine, and uh, they're phenomenal roasters, and it's great to get together with them and just talk theory and why we do the things we do, and I think um, competitions like that tend to move the whole world of coffee forward as far as moving towards what I call a better cup. Speaking of better cup, let's get back to the show. My number two is varieties, varietals, and cultivars. So we hit this in Season 1, Episode 11 and 12. Again, links will be below. This is a really, really good one to listen to and see the different varieties or varietals or cultivars and, and how they can affect the ultimate cup. Because, you know, some are going to... Um, they're going to be a little more predictable um, as far as the um, the actual cup of coffee itself. And then, you know, some are going to be um, a little more exotic as far as the how it tastes. And so the two big ones you're going to see, if you were to see this on a bag, is you'll see Tipica. T-Y-P-I-C-A, or you'll see Bourbon, which is spelled like bourbon, but Bourbon. Those are probably the two most common and um, really are kind of a mother and or father, however you want to say it, uh, for a lot of these other uh, varieties. But you'll also see some like Margohipe, Katura, uh, Pacas, uh, Sachimor, Timor Hybrid, Catamor, Mundo Nuevo, Catawai, SL28, which is a great one. SL24, Pacamara, which is a really, really big bean, um, just like Margo Hipe. Um, and Gesha or Geisha, uh, those are those are some really, you know, good ones. Some some that are fun to and and, and there's still there's there's all kinds out there because there's still natural coffee trees that are different varieties that are growing in the wild in Ethiopia. And so some of these varieties are still out there to be discovered and to be mass marketed. 
But some really, really good ones, if you ever see it on a bag, are SL28, Gesha, or Geisha. Um, I'm a real big fan of, there's one called Woosh Woosh. Um, and so, just look for that. But that is my number two. My number two for what makes the biggest difference. So, let's get to it. What is the number one? Can you think about anything that would make a huge impact on your cup of coffee immediately that would change it from a terrible cup of coffee to a pretty good cup of coffee that we have not talked about? Anyone? Anyone? Okay. I heard one of you say it out there. Just trust me. I heard you say it. Arabica versus Robusta. And you're thinking... That's kind of boring. Why would that be your number one? Well, it it really does make a difference. So what we're talking about are different coffee species. And Arabica is, these days, most of the specialty, well, it's all this, almost all the specialty coffee that we drink. Um, it just tastes better. It has a more desirable flavor profile by far than Robusta. Robusta tastes terrible. Robusta is what you get in like some of your more commodity coffee um, that you're going to find in the grocery store or that you're going to find in some gas stations, places like that. You can immediately tell a difference. If you were to put a cup of Robusta to a cup of Arabica, roast level the same, everything else the same, then you immediately can tell a difference. Like there's there's nothing anywhere close. And so that that when you're looking at among all of these ten things, what makes the biggest impact immediately on how great the cup of coffee is, that has to be the number one. Okay? And I even have a friend, I'm not gonna name him because he is a very prominent roaster, but he would argue that that Robusta could be making a comeback and that there could be some good Robusta. I'm going to disagree with him, and he knows who he is out there in the world. But I don't think that Robusta is going to ever rival the quality of Arabica. Now, where Robusta is helpful is it is more drought-tolerant, and it's more leaf rust tolerant, and it also produces way more beans or, or more coffee fruit than Arabica does. So it's kind of a catch-22. So you'll see a little bit of both out there in the world. But if you're looking on a bag, look for Arabica. And then hopefully one day, maybe in the future, we'll see stuff like Stenophila on a bag, or we'll see Cafe, Cafe Liberica uh, on a bag. Um, two that I think are two that I think have the potential to um, give us a little more diversity in um, the types of coffee species that you know we can drink. All right, that's it for today, one oneers. Loved talking to you and telling you. The summation of my top 10 things that make a great cup of coffee as we counted down the things that make more and more impact. So thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, listening today. Um, 
It was fun, and I enjoyed chatting with you. And I will catch you next time on Coffee 101. Of course, do us a couple of things, and you know what they are. Leave us a review and tell a friend. Tell a friend about Coffee 101. We love coffee education, and we want to spread how great coffee is to the world. And you can help us with that. So tell a friend. Leave us a review. Love y'all. See you next time on Coffee 101.